The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The Eagles are at the podium, and we have you covered here at Bleeding Green Nation on game day of the first NFL game of the 2019 NFL season. This is, of course, powered by SB Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist, and I've got a bit of a longer intro for you today as we have some news to drop about this feed, and also I have some Carson Wentz thoughts. So stick around for a second. Let me tell you what's on my mind because we have great things brewing here at BGN. The first of two big announcements that we have for you is that there's going to be a new show and some new talent here on the feed. I am proud to officially welcome Sam Wilson and Jessica Town to BGN. Sam Wilson does her full-time gig at 97.5 The Fanatic, super talented, knows her stuff. She's teaming up with Jessica Town, who I know you're going to be impressed by. They're going to be doing a weekly show that they have named Babes on Broad, and it's going to be about everything Philly culture, trending topics, and of course, some hardcore Eagles talk. You can follow Sam on Twitter at SamWills18, that's W-I-L-S. Make sure you're following Jessica at RunThisTown13, that's town with an E at the end. And of course, follow their podcast account at BabesOnBroad on Twitter. Look for their first episode to drop next week and make sure you're following at BGN underscore radio so you know not only when these new shows are dropping, but also you can catch the news of the second big announcement that we have for you when it drops. So you don't want to miss that. I can assure you of that. And today on At The Podium, we have three press conferences coming your way. First up is Doug Peterson from Monday. Then Doug's presser from Wednesday is second on today's docket. And it had some interesting quotes, including Doug saying his message to Carson Wentz was, quote, unquote, let the offense work for you. He also mentioned taking what's there, what this game gives you, make plays when they come to you, so on and so forth. Basically, what he's telling Carson is not to press, which we all know there's a bit of hero ball in Carson's game. There's there's no doubt. And overall, I think it's important to recognize that I'd rather be dealing with a quarterback that you have to bring down a little bit rather than having to coach aggressiveness into him. Like, I think the latter is much more difficult to impact as a coach. So rarely do we see conservative quarterbacks turn it on. A great example of that is Alex Smith, who went through four. 14 years in the NFL and only had one year where he showed the willingness to come out of his shell. That was 2017 career highs by far in yards per attempt, adjusted net yards per attempt. It's not close. The next year he shaves off roughly two yards in both categories, which is a massive shift if you're not familiar with those metrics. So Wentz's aggression, and I've already called it hero ball, it's a preferable problem 
to have, but it's still an area for improvement. There are times where it allows him to make plays that aren't there, and there are times where he passes up the easy stuff trying to extend a play. It's a double-edged sword, and it's a sword that you have to be careful trying to dull. So it's on Wentz to let the scheme work for him, and it's on the scheme to work for Wentz. That means, and this is something that I argued for two off-seasons ago, including this last off-season, so catering the offense towards more quick passing concepts like they did for Nick Foles. Foles had the most zero to one step drops and design rollout passes in the league last year. That's per Sports Info Solutions. So we're talking RPOs, quicker West Coast style horizontal stretches with easy reads, high percentage stuff that once can diagnose pre-snap for a lot of, get the ball out of his hand by design. By doing that, you're naturally dropping his time to throw. By dropping his time to throw, you'll see less pressure. Less pressure less hits, less hits, less chance of injury. So you see where I'm going with this. And we talked about this a little on the KNS 114 in our preview show of Washington and Philadelphia week one. But think about this from the defensive side of the ball. The Eagles faced last year seven straight quarterbacks with a time to throw of 2.4 seconds or less. That's fast. Only two quarterbacks in the league averaged faster than that for the year. People started asking, what's wrong with the pass rush? Why aren't they getting home? Well, as Schwartz once said at a coaching clinic, when they don't get after the quarterback enough, the first thing he wants on his desk the next morning is how fast the quarterback got rid of the ball. So you see the impact it had on the Eagles defense. What if they worked harder to utilize that strategy on their own offense? And they have the talent. The weapons are there. You don't want to entirely restrict Wentz, but they could do more to protect him and help him be a facilitator via scheme. And that's really all I'm saying. His zero to one step drops in time to throw during his first four games is going to tell us a lot about how the Eagles are handling him, whether they're going to make the scheme work for Wentz, and it's going to work to an extent anyway, really. I mean, this isn't placing blame on Doug Peterson or Mike Rowe, but they're going to have to meet somewhere in the middle on this stuff, both Wentz and the coaching staff. And the coaching staff is responsible for keeping him upright and keeping him in situations where he can be efficient. And it's a delicate balance. One will see if the Eagles and Wentz can achieve together in 2019. So where was I? Okay, so... Today, we have Doug from Monday and then a quick break to pay some bills. Then Doug again from Wednesday and Carson Wentz talking to the media on Wednesday as well. That's all coming up here. Make sure you smash that subscribe button and let's go to the podium. Brooks, Cox, Bradham, Darby, are any of them you're not expecting to have on Sunday? Right now, um, you know, we, we, they all practice today um, looking good. So, Obviously, we haven't uh, made any official announcements on who's in, who's out, but uh, we're going to take it day by day. But uh, fully expect, you know, those guys you mentioned to, to get time on Sunday. Well, you look at this 53-man roster, I guess, as your fourth one. Now. Is this maybe the most talented roster, would you say, that you've had since you've been here? I think, um, I think it's definitely, uh, from the standpoint of depth, I think, I think the depth part of it um, – for sure, uh, there are obviously there's there's talent at, at, at a lot of positions. You know, a lot of the same guys are back from uh, that have been with me now for four years. But you know, hey, it never. Um, you still have to go play and 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 still have to execute your offense, defense, and special teams. But uh, I, I do feel like it's our our deepest roster that we've had. Yes. Uh, Carson was asked a similar question during training camp about the depth of the roster and the talent, and he said. And I'm paraphrasing, but it basically was, it doesn't matter if we don't gel, if we don't come together in this camp. Did that happen? I think so. Um, I felt like this this unit really started coming together 
um, or this team started coming together, you know, a couple weeks ago uh, when we started uh, really in that Baltimore week uh, of work against them, and, and even even last week keeping keeping those guys working together. Uh, you see the communication and the uh, things that go on that have to go on, you know, during uh, during a practice, during a play of a practice, depending on you know what you're working on. Um, and I do, I do think that these guys really did really begin to, to communicate that way and, and come together and gel. And, and um, you know, this is uh, it's a good time to, to see that happen. Uh, the messaging going into preseason was everything matters. We saw shirts. How does that messaging evolve now officially in week one of the season? It, it, it doesn't change. Um, everything we do matters from the littlest things to the biggest things. And, and um, it, it also, you know, applies to, to how, how we, we approach the week. You know, guys get a little more free time now during the week with the regular season being upon them. And so how they spend their extra time, film study, uh, conditioning, uh, obviously diet, rehab, those types of things matter on game day. And, and uh, if we don't take care of those things and focus on those things, which are the little detail things, then, then you can slip up in a game. So uh, the message still applies as we go. I just thought that Derek Barnett um, didn't participate at all in preseason, um, and he's coming off the surgery, and he hasn't played since October. How do you feel about where he is, and, and is he the type of guy where you know he can go that long without playing and not, and not be effective? I feel um, really, really good about Derek. Um, he's been he's been probably the one that's been practicing the most um, during training camp with with getting more reps, you know, each and every week. So he, he's in a really good spot. So I have no um, no issues with him not. You know, not playing or, or being there. Are you disappointed uh, Clayton Thorson didn't work out here? And was there something that you guys might have missed in the evaluation there? No, you know, listen, it's it's tough enough to make the decisions we have to make, and, and we got to let players go. And and obviously, you know, that was one of the positions at quarterback where we felt like we had you know the the depth that, that we talked about earlier. And um, you know, you you have, you have to make those decisions to to put a guy out there um, in hopes of bringing him back. You know, and, and Clayton was a guy that we we hoped that we could get back. You know, and, and put him on practice squad. But other teams are looking at our roster as well. Um, we're looking at other teams' roster, and I'm happy for him. You know, he got picked up, and and he he's uh, you know get to get get a chance to, to continue to play in this league. Well, he's brought in a different quarterback though for the practice squad. Was did you want? To well, bring the, the, pro- the the process of us having a quarterback, we wanted a quarterback, um, and and just not being able to get him back. Uh, at the time, um, we had to find, you know, and wanted to find another guy that we could develop and grow. So obviously, the, uh, the Redskins signed a couple of your guys. Um, how much of that whole thing about, you know, whether the coaches can lean on them to get intel, is that overrated or is that a real thing? Um, I think it's a real thing. I, I don't know how much, you know, um, it plays into the, the game planning part of that week. Um, you know, it happens, happens a lot. Uh, but I'm sure, you know, I'm sure, you know, coaches will pick the brain and, and see what they know and, and see what, what they can what they can use. And, and probably it just kind of confirms anything that they've seen on tape, uh, you know, that, that they've you know been able to prepare for. You're starting your fourth year and you won a Super Bowl, but you just talked about the, the, the depth of this roster and, and there's a lot of excitement that comes with that. You know, describe your emotions heading into to week one in the season. How do you, you know, this time around? 
I mean, I'm still, I'm still excited. I'm still nervous. I'm still anxious. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fired up for the guys. I think, I think this is a great opportunity. I mean, everybody's sitting here today, kind of with the same. Probably besides Green Bay and Chicago, who play on Thursday night, their their timetable has been sped up. But you know, for the rest of us, uh, we're obviously looking forward to, to Sunday. But um, I, I'm excited. I mean, it, it never it never gets old, you know, and never. Uh, those emotions will never go away, and, and the passion, the desire, and and we got to keep it. It's a long season, obviously. Um, great opportunity, you know, division opponent with the Redskins this Sunday, and and uh, we just got to continue to uh, to work hard. But yeah, I'm, I'm I'm all those emotions wrapped up into Week One. You got a lot of guys that can obviously do a lot of football, but only one football. Do you think you have the egos to handle all that? There will be certain weeks where a receiver might not see it at all. Um, yeah, I do. Um, you know, uh, the guys that have been here understand how it works. Um, the guys that, uh, that we've added, uh, will will catch up quickly. Um, and, and I don't think you necessarily have to go into, to a game saying, you know, Alshon's got to get this or Deshaun's got to get this, Zach's got to get this. I mean, the ball's going to go where the ball's going to go. And, and, and that's based on the play design. It's based on the progression and, and what the defense presents. So, um, bottom line is, is, you know, obviously having enough for everybody in the game plan, but at the same time, you know, our execution and, and ultimately, you know, trying to win a football game. You're only carrying two uh, tight ends. Uh, tight end, you're only carrying two. Uh, that could change by Sunday. You got two on the practice squad. Right. But is that an indication you're comfortable with uh, some of the offensive linemen in 13? Isaac started that way as sort of an extra tight end. Is that – and are you comfortable if you have to do that? Yeah. Um, obviously, the third tight end could be, you know, it could be Andre. Um, you know, but, but yeah, it, it's something to, when we look at our personnel on offense, having, having, you know, our three starters and J.J. sitting there, and then you factor in the two tight ends, getting a third tight end actually in a football game um, is hard, you know, unless you're in a short yardage or goal line situation. And, 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 and yet, uh, we feel like that we're going to spend most of our time in our our 11 and 12 personnel on offense and, um, and and go that route. And then you factor in the running backs that we have. So, you know, each year is a little bit different. Um, the shape of the team is, is different. And, and, and the other thing, too, is special teams become a little more important um, and, and looking at other positions to, to add depth at those positions who can also help you on special teams. Doug, after further testing, what did you find out about Jordan Malata's back? Week to week, um, and and he's you know he he's still still rehabbing, um, and and we just got to get him the proper proper time until he get ready to play. Doug, Deshaun is uh, playing against one of his former teams. Uh, I'm wondering what you remember about about the time um, back then when he made the transition from Philly to Washington. Like what your reaction was when he you know got released from here, and whether KC was kind of in the mix there. Yeah, I mean I wasn't here obviously when that happened. Um, you know, being being in Kansas City at the time, but uh, you know, I, I can't speak for the decisions and everything that went on. But uh, you know, I, I knew Deshaun was going to thrive wherever he's at. He was going to make an impact, and uh, and then obviously, you know, for me coming back in sixteen and sixteen and and having to play against him, you know, down there makes you a little nervous and. Uh, because he still has the explosive power and the speed and the quickness to, to stretch the field. And, and uh, you know, uh, just an exciting 
player to watch. Um, just glad we were able to get him back. Back Jalen Mills, uh, by the time he gets off pup, uh, it'll be like a calendar year since he hurt his foot. What in the world did he do to his foot that's going to take hurt his foot a full year to come back? Yeah, I mean it's just uh, something that. And the thing is, with with that injury, I mean it, it takes time. It just takes time. Uh, it's it's a sensitive area, and um, this extra time would really number one give him confidence coming back, and number two, we're not risking the player to further injury. At cornerback, Doug, do you want to have a designated starter on each side, or do you anticipate rotating the outside cornerbacks you have? I think. I mean, you're going to have obviously on a game day two designated corners, obviously. Um, but they're, they're, they're all going to play. They're all going to have to play. And I and, uh, feel like that's one of the areas that we got better, you know, this offseason and, and through training camp. And, um, you know, the addition of Darby coming back is, is really going to shot in the arm to the defense and the, the cornerback position. And so I, I, they're all going to play. Um, and, and that's kind of how we look at it. Top two guys? Top two guys? Well, obviously going in, I mean, you know, we'll see where Darby's at at the end of the week, but Darby and uh, and Sydney obviously could be the be the top two. Razul's going to play quite a bit, and then you know Avante's going to be in the mix at nickel. So I mean, all four guys are going to play. How do you envision Darren's role right now beyond special teams? Yeah, I mean, obviously primary punt return, and then and then he's just going to he's going to be a nice mix, change of pace on on offense, and you know you'll see him on third downs. I think this is a guy that uh, can still. Be effective, uh, not only in the run game, but but also in the passing game on third down, and, and gives us uh, uh, the ability to, to empty the backfield from time to time. So, um, continue to, to see his role expand that way. Uh, tight ends, you know, we talked about uh, some skill position players that you've added in the running back room and the wide receivers. But a tight end, you're back with the same top two guys. Obviously, Zach is coming off a career here, and Dallas is in year two. How much more can you get out of that group? What are you expecting from that group as the season begins? I mean, I, th- I think we can get more. Um, both guys, this is what I like about either one of these two players. I mean, they their willingness to grow and learn. Um, they're not satisfied with, with obviously, their performances or, or what we did last year as a team and them individually. So they, they, want, to, they want to be coached. Uh, we can definitely use Dallas more. Um, that was one of the things we, you know, from self-scouting back in the spring, we felt like, you know, we could utilize Dallas a little bit more in, in situations. And, I think that becomes, you know, a, a nice, you know, personnel group for us with the two tight ends, two receivers, and then we can rotate the the two receivers from time to time and give us different options there. So definitely uh, something that we looked at hard, you know, in the off season and through training camp, and and uh, I could really expect you know both those tight ends to have good years. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Doug. Your decision to have a committee backfield throughout your time here, is is that more based on a personal philosophy or is it because of the players you've had? I, I think it's a little of both. Um, I, I believe that the, the National Football League season is a grueling, grinding season, particularly on running backs. And, and if you don't have a couple of guys that you can really kind of hang your hat on, uh, it's hard to get through. It's hard to get through a season. Um, and so for us here, it's, it's worked. Um, and, and uh, you know, we'll continue to do that. We also ask our guys to play special teams. So that's another aspect of, uh, you know, the running back position. And, and um, you know, it's a long season. And so we want to make sure that they're fresh, you know, when it when it's time to be fresh, especially late in the year. So again, 52 on the roster. Are you going to wait to see how the week plays and call, call some from the practice squad? Or are you going to wait 
Yes. Doug, how much of... You answered the question. How much of any do you think you'll have to ease Carson in and you know, in this game without playing in the preseason? Do you think there's an adjustment at all for him going to be in this game, or do you not believe in that at all? I don't necessarily uh, believe in that. I don't think he eases anybody in. Um, I, I think you have to go in, you know, fully prepared, and, you know, that's why we practice, and... and why you've gone through a, a grueling training camp, uh, especially at that position, and for Carson. And so, um, you know, I, I don't necessarily believe in you know easing anybody in. I think that's how you uh, have a little passive mindset, you know, especially as a play caller. And, and that's not who I am, and, and uh, that's not who he is. So, uh, I don't foresee that. Kind of moving on from the preseason in a game week that tells you that the timing is there with his receivers and the other players around him. Well, it started Monday. Uh, a little, little workout we had Monday, and then obviously, you know, we're back on the field this afternoon and the rest of this week. And you know, the, the, the one of the biggest differences is obviously now that we're into the, more of a game planning, you know, mentality, game planning mode. We get real specific with routes and you know, putting people in in spots and and. Um, the time spent in practice, and that, and that's where you really begin to see and feel the timing and the uh, the execution, um, you know, in the passing game. And so, you know, obviously, it's continuing to be a work in progress um, as soon as we hit the field again today. And uh, but what we've seen so far, you know, has really uh, has been positive, and and you know, it should uh, should carry over into Sunday. Like you've seen a lot of openers uh, aren't. Is there anything in common with an opener? Is there anything that you know to expect on the, in an opening game? Well, um, the energy level is extremely high. Both teams, uh, the, the crowd, whether you're home or away, uh, it's exciting. Um, it's one o'clock or you know wherever you're at in the country, playing uh, for us. One, I mean, it's just a different feel. It's electric. Um, you know, I mentioned the other day, it's a little bit like a playoff type atmosphere. That first game. Emotions are running high. Adrenaline is running high for players and coaches, and and um, it's just it's the excitement, you know. It's uh, it's a new year. Um, we're finally here. Football's back. That type of that type of mentality. So it's uh, it's a great feeling. Deshaun's obviously a veteran, but he's waited a long time to be back here playing. Get to do anything to kind of rein him in and make sure he's um, not overhyped for this game. No, I mean. You know, I try not to. I try to let him just just feel it. You know, feel the emotion of the game. Um, he's been in a lot of these, so I don't think it's going to be any different. It's it's going to be a it's going to be a great welcome back. You know, for him uh, when he makes that first catch, or you know, hopefully a touchdown. But um, you know, I think for him, a veteran player who's who's been a part of it. I, I think I think guys who who have been here before and have felt opening day and have moved on and come back, I think they miss that just a little bit. Um, and so for him, uh, I, I know he's going to be excited. As a play caller, Doug. players that concern you the most? I know, I know, you know, obviously, you know, we know Josh Norman. He's going to, he's going to follow uh, Alshon, which he has, you know, the last couple of seasons. And so that's obviously something we, we want to continue to monitor and watch and, and check out during, during the game. You know, Kerrigan is a is a guy that can, you know, he 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 picks his spots. He's talented. He he can he can rush and he can get after the passer. And uh, he's he's a good player. And they they move him around a little bit. And um, you know, I think with him and Sweat now on either side, I mean, this is a 
pretty good pass rush, you know, on defense. So that's obviously uh, something we got to watch out for. I think offensively, they get Darius Geis back and a tremendous running back. You know, he's, he's, he's a big, powerful guy, guy we liked coming out, um, you know. And, and so I think – and we know the quarterback. You know, we've, we've faced him a little bit, and, and he can get the hot hand and, and get going. And, um, you know, depending on what happens with their tight ends, you know, and who plays, these guys can be, you know, as good – as our guys, you know, and, and, and sometimes even better. I mean, that's just, that's who they are. And, and um, so there, there's, an, there's enough guys to keep your eye on. I mean, this is a good football team. Um, and it's just going to take a, a good week of preparation to, to be ready. As a play, call, as a play caller, Doug, uh, you have all these new weapons in the offense. Presumably, you know, you spent the offseason tinkering. Um, are you excited to sort of play with these toys in, the, in a regular season game for the first time? Yeah. Um, I am. I, I don't really categorize them as toys. Um, you know, they're they're well-oiled machines. But um, I, I think having some flexibility, you know, particularly in the passing game, and that's the thing is we got to be careful. I mean, run, pass. You know, the who's in the game. We got to be careful. You know, from a from a person from our personnel. This is why we self scout a lot. You know, who's in the game on certain certain plays and certain down and distances and all that. But it but it will be exciting. You know, to be able to. I think look at the play sheet and, and, and listen, it has to be going your way though. It has to be, we have to be executing for, for any of it to work. Um, if not, it can be a long day, you know? And, and, and so uh, just uh, being able to look at your call sheet and, and, you know, being able to dial one up, you know, does give you a little bit of comfort that way. But at the same time, if we're not executing, it really doesn't matter. Uh, when, you, when you look at restrictions, no restrictions on Carson, but he's been, cleared practicing every day. Some other players have not been uh, ramped up to that point. Do you have to be cognizant of reps for them, playing time, maybe ramp them up a little bit? Yeah, I, I think you have to be careful um, early in the season um, for guys that haven't maybe practiced as much, you know, during camp or towards the end of camp. Um, and we'll keep our eye on those guys, you know, especially early in the game. The one, the one thing that uh, kind of goes back to the – you know, opening day is these guys haven't played for 60 minutes and they haven't played at a one o'clock game. And so, you know, it, we have to be careful of everybody, you know, out there and, and making sure that they stay hydrated and do all the things necessary to prepare themselves for, for that. I mean, that's that's taxing on these guys as well. So but but the guys that haven't been out there as much. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on them. Uh, rookies like Miles and, and JJ specifically. I mean, what's your comfort level in, in using those guys like right away? I mean, do you feel like they need to be eased in, or, or do you feel like you can just throw whatever? Yeah, that's the reason why we we had training camp and and really mixed these guys in with the ones and and got them comfortable with Carson and and for this for this reason, you know, this is why you draft these guys and and I don't think you hold back. Um, you plug them in and and. You know, you go. They have they have to learn, and um, there's no no better no better teacher than on game day. You know, and and uh, just let them experience. You know, the emotion of the game, feel the game, and then and then go execute. You know how they're how they're capable. I mean, they're talented enough to you know to be drafted where they were drafted. So we're gonna we're gonna use them. Doug, this is gonna be uh, Wentz's first game in a while. Uh, Coming off an off season of uh, where he's gone under several changes, what kind of messaging do you have with him during the course of the week about how he approaches you know, game one? And, and, and my message to him and really to the team is is you know 
let 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 the offense work for you. You know, let the team work for you. Um, you don't feel like you have to do things yourself. You know, and, and that's the thing that um, going back to the you know all the toys that we have um, question that that you just got to let those guys work. You know, and 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 same on same on defense. Let the defense let the scheme sometimes take over where you don't feel like you have to. You know, do everything yourself. Um, you know, make the plays when they come to you. Don't go searching for them, right? Because that's when you get out of alignment. That's when you miss an assignment. You, you line up wrong. It, when they come, you make them. And, and, and that's all it is, you know, with, with Carson. It's just even though he touches the ball every down, um, you know, just, just make the plays when they come and, and use the guys around you. Don't feel like you have to do it yourself. Has changed with the injury situation since we spoke on Monday? Is there anything different? No, not really. I mean, we're easing these guys back in this week. Um, obviously, we haven't made any – you know, decisions on who's up, who's down, as far as the the forty six goes. But um, these guys are still working, and and we'll make decisions on that that issue uh, later in the week. All right, thanks. It's gonna be exciting. You know, it's gonna be exciting. Just like I mean, every single week one or, or first game, it's it's always a, a lot of fun being at home. You know, that always creates you know more excitement. Just running out of that tunnel for our fans, uh, knowing how electric it's gonna be at one o'clock on uh, on Sunday, um, gets me real excited. It's only Wednesday, so I'm trying not to be too excited right now. But uh, yeah, we're all we're all pretty excited to get this going. How ready do you feel after so much time off, both from a mental and physical standpoint? And second point of that question is, how do you not forget him just trying to do too much in game one? Yeah, I feel more than ready. You know, I feel more than ready. The offseason's been great, uh, preparation, everything. Um, it's all there, you know, and we're ready to go. And for me, um, just trying not to press and just try and play ball and, and be myself again. Um, I'm excited to go do that on Sunday. Jerome's position kind of last year, you know, it was later in the season when you made your debut, but coming back from injury, what can you take from your first game back then? Uh, well, hopefully a win, just like last year. Um, but, um, you know, just coming out and, and just, you know, letting, you know, all the excitement, all the emotion, everything you're going to feel, um, just like you do every every first game of the year. But then once that once that uh, first kickoff is and we're going, um, you know, he's just playing ball again and um, just kind of, you know, distribute the ball, get it to my playmakers early and uh, get this thing going. I mentioned that his message to you was to let the offense work for you and not try to do too much. How have you received that message? It's been great. You know, it's been great. You know, just working with uh, Coach Peterson over the years and Coach Grow now the last few years, um, they always, you know, do a great job of scheming things and getting us in the right calls. So um, just taking what's there, you know, knowing when to take your shots, take your chances, and then just, you know, when to fight another down. Uh, I think that's been uh, really good this offseason. You've been along the lines of the let the offense work for you. The last couple of years, the running backs haven't been real involved in, in the offense as far as the passing game. Uh, a lot of that had to do with Darren being hurt, obviously. But is that something you, you kind of can see changing this year with, 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 with Corey healthy, with Miles, with Darren back? Yeah, I mean, that's something, you know, it's kind of the way it went, you know, the last two years. But it's something we always strive to do, uh, get those guys involved. Um, but at the same time, we have a lot of weapons. You know, we have a lot of playmakers out on the edge. And, um, you know, I think it's, it's one of those things where you're not going to force the issue. You're going to get them involved where, where they need to be. And um, I think they'll, it's, it's all about just finding mismatches. And we're going to be able to do that in a lot of different ways, including using the running backs. Do you think there's a point your This career? is your third. Uh, you've been for three uh, openers. If you didn't play last year, this is really your third play. What do you remember from those games? What do you think is different about the opening week uh, that's been um, 
it's just it's a lot of excitement. It's a lot of anticipation from you know when the last game ended last year to all the work that you put in the offseason, everything that goes into it. Um, there's a lot of anticipation and build up around it. But um, for me, it's always trying to just be level headed with it and just you know remember uh, I got a whole game to play and not be too excited, too uh, you know revved up and ready to go. So, uh, but it's always it's always a fine line. I know the fans are going to be revved up and excited. Uh, so are the guys, and so it, hopefully uh, we'll start fast. Carson, when you watch film yourself, getting back to Dave's question, do you, do you find yourself trying to do too much at certain moments, and instead of just taking the high percentage? It's always a fine line. You know, I've you know I've looked at that quite quite a bit, and it's one of those things. Ever since I came into the league, I've always viewed myself as an aggressive style player, and so uh, that's something that it's never going to change. It's just always knowing, you know, what's the fine line? How do you walk that fine line of being aggressive, pushing the ball down the field and taking the underneath stuff. Um, and so it's always going to be a fine line and, and just trying to balance that um, and get the ball to these playmakers is something that I'm going to always be trying to do. It's our first time speaking with you since Andrew Luck retired. What was your reaction to that? And, and during these past two years, was there ever a moment when that crossed your mind? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was shocked, just like, you know, I think everybody in the football world was, you know, uh, kind of sad day for football just because of the playmaker that he is and the player he is and uh, how much fun he brings to the game and uh, his ability. But at the same time, I respect him. I respect him for doing it. And uh, a lot of people don't know what, what you go through when you go through injuries and uh, the way he's had to battle and battle and bounce back. And then he gets beat up again. And uh, I just feel for the guy. And I know uh, to some extent what he's going through. And I, I just respect his decision. No, I mean, it's something, you know, I think for him just with his age and just repeatedly year, year after year. Um, but I've always been, you know, from when I got hurt, just pressing forward and, and trying to get back at it. What kind of problems does it, does it pose for, for you particularly? Yeah, the Redskins have always had a good front, and this year's no different. Um, they always do a great job of just trying to stalemate at the line and push and collapse the pocket. Um, that's something that they do well. And so for us, um, just keeping them off balance, you know, sometimes moving the pockets, running some naked, some play action, some boots, um, getting the run game going early, all of those things, and just trying to be multiple on offense to kind of just keep those those guys on their toes should help us. Carson, you may not get this opportunity Sunday, but at some point you will. How much fun do you think it's going to be to just air one out to Deshaun? And you haven't had a deep threat like this yet at this point. I mean, that's going to be a yeah. problem for you guys. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited about, you know, the new playmakers and weapons we've added. Obviously, Deshaun being one of the biggest there. And uh, I know for me, I'm excited. I know the city's really excited for him to be back here. Um, the, the career he's already started here and now coming back, everyone's excited for that. And um, to have a guy of that speed and that, that level of, of playmaking ability, uh, I'm excited to go to work with him on Sunday for the sure. offense will look different this year? That's a good question. Um, you know, I don't think we ever try and, you know, reform our identity. You know, Coach Peterson's kind of had his identity and the way he, he likes to see things done ever since I got here. But um, we're always going to try and put our playmakers in the best positions to succeed. And so adding an element like Deshaun that can really stretch the field, uh, you know, I feel like we've talked a lot about it in this offseason, but it, I think it just opens up so much more in the run game, in the underneath game, in the underneath passing game. Uh, I think it'll just open up some things for us uh, really well. Carson, you mentioned your aggressiveness as a player. The fine line to that, is that more of an experience thing because you're making split-second decisions. Is, yeah. is it more experience than just thinking about it? Yeah, you could say that. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, like you said, you're making split-second decisions. So 
uh, you got to make a decision and live with it. And, and so a lot of it is just your instincts taking over. And so, um, yeah, I think experience plays a role and just knowing your, your offense, like the back of your hand and just knowing, uh, you know, where uh, every check down is, where every outlet is, for example, um, all those things just come with experience. Obviously, you're excited about playing in an actual game for the first time since, since last year. But what's your level of, um, of emotion and having to not talk about last the past year and all the struggles that you've had turning the page on that yeah i mean that's something you know i feel like I've, we've addressed quite a bit i've addressed quite a bit um and for me this is week one this is the new season and i'm just pressing on Doug said that uh, he anticipates norman <laughs> traveling with uh with alshon in this game how does that kind of inform your thinking or kind of um you know, affect your approach, I guess. Uh, yeah. As a um, well, I mean, that's something that they've shown that he's shown um, to do over the years. He, he usually travels with Alshon, and and Josh is a great player. You know, we've had a lot of respect for him over the years, and a uh, very smart player. Um, and so we just got to always be aware of where he's at, and uh, know that you know sometimes he makes some plays that other guys wouldn't, and, and does some things differently. So uh, for us, just knowing that going in, you know, we'll we'll see if they they stay true to that on Sunday. But um, it allows us just to kind of game plan accordingly and. Uh, I'll leave it at that. No inside secrets there. When you look at uh, Miles and, and JJ in particular as two rookies, what, what do you see? That, how do you see them contributing? I mean, what, what have you kind of noticed as their strength so far? Yeah, I'm excited for them, you know, to finally get their feet wet and get a, get a real taste of the NFL. You know, I think I remember my first time playing as a rookie and just all the excitement and emotion that went into that. And uh, I'm excited for them to get to experience that. And, you know, I think they're both going to help this offense tremendously. You know, it might will it be week one. We'll, we'll find out. But I think they'll both bring an element, you know, miles in the running game, uh, a dynamic playmaker that, you know, just looks different back there. And I'm excited to see him uh, get the ball in his hands. And then, you know, J.J., just uh, big, big playability, you know, just the, the big frame and uh, catch radius that he presents. You know, I'm excited for both those guys to get out there. Carson, first quarter points, slow starts last year. I know above you and a lot of your teammates. What have you guys done leading up to this week one to kind of fix that from last year? And I know last year's last year, but, but what have you done to address it? Yeah, I mean, it's something that even in practice, we always just come out and we want to start fast. You know, and that's something that it's easy to say, harder to execute. And so for us, um, it's just kind of taking a hard look at what what do we do and what do we do well and how do we how do we do that effectively early in games you know maybe not try and complicate it too much maybe just stay the course and do what we do and um, you know I think I've seen that in through training camp and through practices now we just got to prove it. Did the last year kind of prove you that you could go without a preseason or, or or game action and just kind of step on the field and, and feel like you could run the offense? Um, I mean. Maybe to the eye test it did, but for me, I've always felt, you know, the second I step on the field that I'm, I'm in command, I'm in control, and I just feel like I'm playing again. And so, uh, you know, no matter how long I've, I've had off, you know, it doesn't really matter. I'm, I'm excited, and I, I know once that whistle blows, we'll be ready to go. One of the things Doug said earlier was, you know, quarterback target timing is yeah. really about once you actually start the game plan and how you're going to yeah. run specific routes. Does that make, I assume that makes sense to you, and is that why maybe we make too much of unique reps in the preseason? Yeah, I think, I mean, for one, I mean, the, the chemistry that you build with your receivers and everything, um, that goes back to the off season, and you get that in practice just as much in, in, in games. But now that we're strictly game planning for this defense, we know how they're going to play us, how they're going to attack us. Um, we can be way more precise in how we want to attack them. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, some of that goes into that and thinking. Have you made any changes to your equipment? Um, or were you wearing anything more to protect yourself? Nope, just shredding the brace. A year ago, you mentioned completion percentage as a 
as a stat you were kind of focused on improving? Is there one number this year that, that you really want to improve? I mean, I, I think every year I'd like to just see that keep climbing and just, you know, get get the ball out of my hands and get it to the playmakers. And, and so, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, third downs, red zone, all of those things. And so we want to just see our numbers as an offense improve in all of those areas because, you know, we talk about it a lot, but those – those make or break ball games, you know, third down red zones. And so for me, um, being efficient on in those areas and then just keep seeing that completion percentage climb, um, I think ultimately will just boost this offense. Thank you, guys.